What's going on, y'all, and welcome back to the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy, and today we're going to be talking about going over and reviewing The Mandalorian Season 3, the third season in The Mandalorian franchise, directed and headed by Jon Favreau and sometimes Dave Filoni, which I'm glad to see him every now and then, but this is Star Wars, guys. You guys know that Star Wars is my favorite thing ever. I like Star Wars more than damn near any other IP in the world, intellectual property, any IP in the world. Um... Star Wars, to me, has always stuck with me since I was a kid. I'm glad that my uncle introduced me to Star Wars since I was a little kid. He was the one who did it, and and I would, you know, I think it's kind of helped shape me with certain things, you know, uh, to appreciate certain things as, as I've gotten older. Um, Star Wars is kind of right now, if we're being honest, it's not, it's kind of in the gutter. It's It's in the gutter, it's underwater, but it's got like, you have like a straw, that's like helping you breathe right now from underwater, you know, to get air. Um, I think right now is like a, it could be a possible turning point for Star Wars. Um, they have not, like ever since, was it right, ever since the new franchise started with Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi. And I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go on a Last Jedi rant because I've done that plenty of times and I don't really, I'm just tired of doing it. Um, then Rise of Skywalker, which was just, what was it, what what would you call the word, um, damage, just damage control, um, for what Ryan Johnson did, and Kathleen Kennedy, and just incompetent people running a studio that have no business running a studio, they're just like, oh, there's an IP, we can make money off it, let's push our agendas, and you guys know what those agendas are, I'm not gonna keep going over them, if you don't know what they are, you're just blind as a bat, and you don't know what you're, you just don't know what you're seeing, um, I, you know, I just don't think that uh, Star Wars, you know, needs any more, you know, bullets to the, uh, you know, bullets to its body right now. Like it's, it's gotten shot plenty of times, you know, it's, it's on the verge. It's, you know, it's almost, you know, dead. Oh yeah, it'll make money, but like dead, like creative wise, just story wise. Um, And the Mandalorian was kind of a glimpse of hope for this show or for this franchise. When The Mandalorian came out, it was announced. I, like, I'm a Star Wars geek. I know so much about Star Wars. Like, I'm a person who, like, if you, hey, what do you need to know about Star Wars? I'll tell you right now. Unless it has to do with, like, the EU. Because I didn't, I never got those books. Those, a lot of those books came out. I never got the comic books or anything like that. But when it comes to, like, a lot of the lore, I, I'm your guy. Um, I'm, like, the guy that goes to the Comic-Con conventions and talks with other, like, creators about, like, what I don't like about the movies. And we agree. And we'll talk about what we could have done or could have done. Um... It's just a, you know, that's just the kind of guy I am. A guy that I talked with, what's his name? Uh, Dave Farrar. Uh, he does a lot of artwork and stuff, so shout out to him. Uh, I spoke with him about Star Wars, and we had a lot of similar views on the movies and what they could have done better to fix stuff. Like, you had shows like Book of Boba Fett that could have been great, but just missed the mark in so many different ways. Whether it's just like character assassination of the character of Boba Fett and just incompetent stuff to do with the story, fan service for no reason. It just stuff that just did not need to be done. Then you got shows like Kenobi, which just were sequel or a prequel baiting, um, you know, old fans and fans like myself to like, oh my god, I'm gonna watch this, and then you just completely miss the mark again. And that's to me, the Kenobi is like, oh man, that it gave me. It was an instance where I'm like, dude, like, why am I even watching this stuff? Like, they clearly don't care. And I feel bad for Ewan and, and Hayden Christensen because I love both of them. But it's just, you know, 
when you you can see they don't care. Oh yeah, this is cool. Like I just don't like the casuals. I do not like the as much as casuals are needed. I don't like the casuals and the people who just like you know like shit and you know eat shit and like the taste of it. Where it's like okay, like there's there's clear stuff that just doesn't make sense. Like even with like okay, an example could be like. They're, when they're leaving the Imperial base, that it's in, uh, I forgot what exactly what it's called. I'm over here, I know the lore. <laughs> I forgot what it was called, but that show is just very forgettable to me just because if it was if it was a memorable show, if it was that memorable, I would know exactly what I'm talking about right now with the name of the building. I don't remember what it's called, though, because I kind of just tried to push a lot of that show out of my head because it just made me hate Star Wars or hate Disney Star Wars even more. But perfect example is when they're trying to leave the Imperial base with baby Leia or little Leia, whatever you want to say. And they pull some Austin Powers gold member shit where she's like, she's like mini me uh, waist or holding up uh, Austin Powers on his shoulders. And it just looks so ridiculous where he's walking around with little Leia inside of his trench coat, his Imperial trench coat. And she pokes her head out and then closes it like, dude, they were wa- there were stormtroopers and imperials walking in all different angles and nobody saw that where are the cameras where, like this is my thing i don't like about certain things that will happen in new star wars uh they like these ships don't have cameras are are like the stormtroopers and imperials just not paying attention to the cameras to a guy who's clearly in jedi robes running around like i don't know like it, it is if if they would it's just it's such a simple fix. It's such a simple fix. All you have to do, have Obi-Wan swim into the Imperial base to avoid cameras, bring in signal jammers. That's all you got to do. Something so simple. Get a little, like in episode two, where he throws the tractor, uh, a tractor. He throws the tractor, uh, the tracker. God damn it. He throws the tracker on uh, Jango Fett's slave one ship and he's able to follow him. Something simple like that. Throw that, throw it on somewhere on the wall. That way, it jams the cameras to the area, and you can have a little scene like what's going on. The cameras aren't working. Send someone down at level two to go work on the cameras to see what's going on. Something simple like that, because obviously Kenobi is going to be seen. Obviously, something is probably going to happen. So just do something like that. Something like that where it's like it shows that you care about the writing and stuff. You want stuff to make sense because there'll be people. What? Who fuck? Who fucking cares? It, like you complain too much. No, fuck you. Okay, you're just so simple-minded that you can't even think about stuff like this it's just like it adds so much more it's such a little thing too it's not like i'm saying oh well cgi in the fucking mace window and bring him back i'm not asking for a fucking uh, arm and a goddamn leg i'm literally just asking for i'm asking for your fucking your beanie just give me your beanie i don't need your whole arms and all your legs just give me your beanie let me borrow it it's cold so it's just simple stuff like that. Like, and, and I'm not, I can go over all I want about why Kenobi was a disaster. I might make a video on that, a podcast about that, but I'm not going to do that right now. That's just a simple little thing. And then you go to a show like Andor, okay? Was Andor amazing? No. And I probably pissed some people off. I do not think it was amazing. I don't know why people are just like, this is so awesome. This is like the greatest Star Wars thing ever. I'm like, I think the only reason people are saying that is because we've gotten so much lackluster stuff, lackluster stuff for the like the last like three years, besides Mandalorian and the finished Clone Wars, that they're just like, oh well, you know, this is a this is you're you know, you found a turd. In a pile of less, you find, I guess, a less stinky turd in a pile of more stinky turds. It's not really saying much. I don't know. 
Is Andor bad? No, no, Andor's not bad. There's a couple of things that I don't like. Uh, one of them was they called the blasters guns uh, when they're clearly blasters. Like I could see the like cannons. Like I don't know the cannons. Like, I don't. I just don't like the word guns used in Star Wars, and it's probably been used before, and I'm just forgetting it. But uh, it just threw me off there. And that one is not as much as the other one when they said shit. They said shit in Star Wars. You don't say shit because, and here's why. What does shit mean? Here on Earth, in America at least, in other countries probably too, shit means poop. It means crap. Shit is also in a way to express that you're in um, a situation to where like, oh, you don't know, like, uh-oh, something just happened. It's in a way to express something. And they used it that way, but I'm also just like, you have other words. You have ichuta. Uh, dank ferric that they've just that they've you know introduced pudu you have all these different things and when you show when you give like if what planet were they on I forgot exactly um not navarro that's mandalorian but on their planet right that they were on where this happened where he cursed he said shit you could have come up with something in the lore come up with a different word that they only use on that planet like it adds it adds this special like aura to star wars where you don't use curse words like i'll be i'm honestly i don't know what i'm gonna do when they hear them say fuck in star wars because i guarantee they're gonna say fuck in star wars and i'm not sure i'm trying to remember if they said son of a bitch if they did like fucking shame on them what does bitch mean in star wars son of what is what does that mean oh it's just an expression but the, the word has to come from somewhere in Star Wars. Where? Where does that come from? Bitch means female dog. Son of a bitch is another way to... Ex you're, you're a son of a bitch. It's a way to just to describe somebody who you don't like. You're a son of a bitch. You're a son of a person who is a bitch. A bitch is someone you don't like. But there's other words. And that's the thing. Disney doesn't want to fucking show blood. They don't want to curse in other media. But it's like, dude, in Star Wars, which was made for kids, why? Why? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? And the Mandalorian hasn't done that yet, but if they do, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but that's just, I don't know. That's just kind of my rant, my gist of why, what is wrong with Star Wars and why I feel kind of it's in the gutter and it's underwater, but it's breathing with just a straw to get some air. And right now, they really do need a turning point to fix things. Now, Kathleen Kennedy is still in charge. They have announced, like, three more movies, which I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they're do, still doing that Taika Waititi movie. I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm not in the mood to see anything with Taika Waititi right now, especially coming from him and Disney. So, um, who knows what they're going to be doing. Um, but The Mandalorian has just been, like, a saving grace for Star Wars. When it Mandalorian season one came out in 2019, it was a breath of fresh air. It was something new. It was different. The nerd in me knew what exactly what a Mandalorian was. People were like, oh, that's Boba Fett. Like, no, it's a Mandalorian. It's a type of armor. It's a type of people. You know, if, if you watch the Clone Wars, you'll know what to mean. The planet of Mandalore was once ruled by a bunch of warriors, but soon after, the people in Mandalore decided to become peacekeepers and pacifists under the rule of Death of Satine. That's a nerd saying that. Um, it, the, the show was a breath of fresh air in a great way and everybody loved it. I can't remember a single person doesn't say that Mandalorian season one was terrible. Like Mandalorian season one is fucking goaded, bro. Like that is, that is the shit. Um, 
Mandalorian Season 2. And I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of changing my opinion on it a little bit. At first, I really lo- I, I, I was just blinded by the ending of just, like, Luke coming back. And I fucking cried, bawled my eyes out like a little baby bitch. And I watched it with my best friend. We were watching it on PlayStation. And I fucking cried. I don't remember him crying. I just remember fucking crying my ass off. like Because it was such a special moment. It was like, damn, bro. Like, I, I haven't had this feeling with the show or the movie in such a long time. And when a movie or show hits you like that, mm, it really gets you. And that, to me, is something special. And Star Wars has opportunities to do that. And it's done it in the past. But it's just like they've, they've missed the mark a lot, man. And Mandalorian Season 2, I enjoyed it. And now that I'm kind of looking back, I honestly enjoy it a lot more now. Like, I kind of was like having a little bit of despise for it. Because I'm like, I'm not just going to get blinded. But dude, they brought back Ahsoka in a kick-ass episode. Brought back Bo-Katan in a kick-ass episode. Brought in Sasha Banks in a kick-ass episode. Boba. They did, they did a lot of the nostalgia right, if I'm being frank. You know, there's the episode with the eggs, which I'm not really a fan of, with the, you know, the frog lady. Like, I didn't really care for that. I just remember the outrage that Baby Yoda ate frogs, ate baby frogs, and people were like, oh my god, he ate babies. I don't know. But I, I honestly, I, season two, great. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. And that, like, the ending was just great. And then we had Book of Boba, which kind of retconned and just made pointless everything that happened in season two. Like, Luke went back, like, Yoda... Grogu went back to Luke, or went back from Luke to Mando, and John Favreau tried to say some shit, and I don't, I'm not listening to this at all because this makes no sense. Oh, there was like a two-year time, time gap that he was with Luke. No, the fuck he wasn't. Bullshit. He was not with Luke for no fucking two years. Like, no, no, he was with him less than a fucking year. Like, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go nine months at the most he was with Luke. There's no fucking way he was with him for two years. I don't care what anyone says. I, I'm pretty sure that was just a, uh, a typo and this was, you know, uh, contextualized wrong. But no, he was not with him for no fucking two years. Uh-uh. I'm not buying that and I'm not going with that at all. It make, it just makes no fucking sense. Um, And just the, you know, the, the fact that he went back to Mando in... Boba's show took away from Boba, but it also took away from the ending of season two. Like that, to me, like season three was supposed to be a is supposed to be a fresh start for man for Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. And I don't know, like on to like on to season three now. Like I don't know, man. Like it just, I felt that the Grogu episodes in Book of Boba, Grogu and Mandu episodes in Book of Boba, I felt that that was supposed to be for season three, and they just threw it there. I feel like they just they just threw it in to um, Book of Boba, and at last, the last minute, just kind of like fucking just shit the bed there. It felt like Mandalorian Season 3, and, it, and because Boba wasn't even in them at all. He was in it for like, what, a couple of minutes for one of the episodes? Like, no, bro, like, I don't know. That just, it just, it didn't work well for me. It just, it made everything feel so pointless for Season 1 and 2. And maybe that's why I don't like, I didn't like Season 2 as much, but... Season three, like, if you didn't watch Book of Boba and you're a casual fan and you watch season three, you're like, why the hell is he back with the Mandalorian? Why is he back with Din Djarin? Like, it makes no sense. So, and then and that's the problem. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Season three. I did not hate season three. I'm going to just put that out there right now. I did not hate season three. I actually quite enjoyed it. 
I just love seeing the Mandalorian. I like seeing everything he does. Some people were pissed off that he took a back seat to Bo-Katan for a majority of this season, like towards like the middle and the end. Well, actually, not towards the middle and the end, like just towards the beginning. He kind of took a back seat to um to Bo-Katan, and um Katie Sackoff is fucking fine. Holy shit! I, I was just like, bro, this lady is fine as fuck. Like. No, fucking another star wars crush right here bro jesus christ first it was when i was a kid with um padme and uh I w when i w with leia and then when i was a kid also with uh with ahsoka when i was eight years old and clone wars came out oh my god i was in love with ahsoka um and now that rosario dawson's ahsoka oh my god thank you george thank you so much um and thank you too john indeed <laughs> um but Katie Sackhoff is, and I'm just so glad that she's I, that she's playing Bo-Katan because that's the voice from Clone Wars. I've known the voice since I was a kid, and the fact that she's li the live action version of Bo, which is is great. One thing I don't know, I don't know what it was, and you guys, like, I don't know what it was, but I feel that when she shows up in season two, she has shorter hair. Obviously, it's it's more accurate to uh, Rebels and um, the Clone Wars, and her eye color is clearly like a greenish color. But for some reason, when I see her in the beginning of the season in Mandalorian season three, it looks like her eyes are brown and something with their face is different. I'm like, what the hell is it? it I, and it has to be the eyes. I know the hair is a little longer, which is fine. But I'm like, it has to be the eyes. I'm like, did they fuck up here with um, with uh, like a continuity error? with her eyes do like are there some people's eyes who are like a, like a darker green and then like in the light or the darkness they turn like they look like turn a different shade i know that happens with some people but like it's very clear that her eyes are green in, in the mandalorian season two i don't know and they were on a darker planet there wasn't much sun there so i don't i don't know that was like a thing for me i was like what the fuck happened there like it, it i saw it right away so I don't know, and like they did mess up, like John, um, uh, not John Favreau, John Favreau did this one, but Dave Filoni did mess up in uh, Tales of the Jedi with Obi Wan's mullet when he had Ahsoka, and they messed up there. They messed up with Anakin's hair too. I don't know if that was something to do with the animation back in the day, but I know they messed up there with the mullet for um, for uh, for the Clone Wars uh, and um, Tales of the Jedi. So there's a couple. There's been a couple continuity errors. Like, the Bo-Katan one, I'm not so sure about, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, Bo-Katan is basically, you know, just kind of kicked... Like, her, her whole freaking crew of people left her because she couldn't get the Darksaber from Moff Gideon, which is fucked up. They're just like, we're done. And maybe it's because she talked a big game. Like, I'm going to get that Darksaber back. Fuck Moff Gideon. I'm going to just rule Mandalore. And they like, where's the Darksaber, bitch? She's like, I ain't got it. Well, we're out of here, bitch. We're going to go do some bounties and, you know, collect some money with Moth Gideon's whole fleet. Um, One thing I did like about this season is they got straight to the whole Mandalore thing. Like, he went straight. In, like, the second episode, he went to Mandalore. And he went and bathed in the waters. I remember the, the armor told him, said, to redeem yourself in, to redeem yourself in the eyes of the, in the eyes of our clan, or whatever the hell, in the eyes of us, and this, and the of the eyes of the way, you must bathe in the minds of Mandalore with Cara Dune naked. That didn't happen. I wish that would have happened. I, Cara Dune is so fucking fine. Oh my god, it's another one. Gina Carano. Oh my god, she's so fucking fine. Um, she wasn't in this for other reasons. I'm not even gonna get into that because I'll just get mad. But um, 
I, 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 I don't know how many times I said that to, I've said that to myself in the last like month. You must bathe in the night to redeem yourself. You must bathe in the minds of Mandalore with Cara Dune. Like, I don't know I'm, how many, I've said that sh- probably over 50 times in this last month. Um, but he has to go bathe in the minds of Mandalore to redeem himself and show proof of it. He ends up going with Bo-Katan who tells him that it's not cursed. I don't know why the armor keeps saying it's cursed and they let they tease a lot of things like they made it seem like the armor was going to betray him uh they did a lot of stuff that you know they kind of just like didn't really do anything with which i'm not mad at like i said the problem with some star wars fans is they like to speculate and the speculation sometimes becomes the truth when it's not they'll be like i've been hearing rumors darth maul's gonna show up and then in their heads are like darth maul's gonna show up darth maul's gonna show up and he doesn't show up and they fucking rage like, that's a problem i will say with star wars fans is they tend to do that sometimes i've done it a couple times but i'm just i I don't really get mad. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really listen to leaks too many times because I'm like, I don't know. It could not be true. But um, he bathes in the minds of Mandalore and redeems himself. And he ends up falling into um, the water because after all the um, the TIE bombers, like, just, just bomb Mandalore, it caused all these, like, shifts in the planet to where in this area the water sank so low and he just, his suit makes him fall. At first, he I thought he got pulled down in the water. But it's funny just because he fucking fell because his suit is hella heavy and he doesn't want to take off his armor and what happens is uh Bo-Katan goes into chase after him and Bo-Katan sees the mythosaur which we have not seen in Star Wars live action in so long Boba's talked about alluded to riding the mythosaur uh Boba the original mythosaur was in um the Star Wars holiday special that you know for some reason nobody likes to talk about because it's just it was just a horrible um, you know, experience for a lot of the actors. Um, the mythosaur basically they state is that it's a way it, it's, it's, it's proof that there's going to be a ch- change in Mandalore and Mandalore will rise again, basically. And, uh, Bo-Katan sees it, but doesn't want to really tell anybody that she's seen it. Um, the, the dark saber, uh, Bo-Katan ends up getting the dark saber and they had to like a little creative way. Uh, when Din gets to the planet, like, he ends up going to see Pele Mato in Tatooine. She ends up selling him R5, which is the same R5 unit that had a bad motivator in Episode uh, 4, A New Hope. Um, he, Din is flying his uh, N1 Starfighters, Naboo Starfighter, which is a fucking... That is, like, the... What, like, the, the Dodge Hellcat of, of like, the Star Wars uh, fighter ships. And um, it's really cool. He gets to fly around with Grogu and... Um, he ends up going to Navarro. Like we see Navarro, we see um, <laughs> we see Carl Weathers. Uh, what's his name? Um, damn it, I'm forgetting his name. How am I forgetting his name? I literally was just on the tip of my tongue. Um, Grief Karga. Uh, uh, was it? What does he go by now? Um, High Magistrate Karga. Karga. Uh, and he's you know he's ruling uh, Navarro, trying to make it basically its own independent system or independent planet away from like you know the Re- New Republic and. Uh, you know, probably parts of the Imperials, and um, we get a lot of cool stuff. Uh, really, like, I just, I, I don't know, I, I don't know why people didn't like it. I enjoyed the Mandalorians. People were like it was boring for me. Like, like, dude, it wasn't boring to me. I think it's just because I liked the Mandalorian so much. Like, I, en- I just enjoyed the season. I, there was some stuff that didn't make sense. Like, you know, people didn't like. Oh, like they just didn't like. Oh, well, we want to see action. I'm like, I don't mind. Like, there's action in this stuff. Like, it, it's not like. I enjoyed this more than I did fucking Andor. I don't know. 
but um it's like another funny thing it's become a meme now like it's become a meme between me and my friends and I'm, i guess it's a meme between other people too when uh grief cargo goes hey mando like it just it, it's a fuck like, it's such a it's a meme now it's so funny like it me and my friends like, hey mando what can hey mando like it's car web it's just funny hearing him say hey mando uh, it's just hilarious um they tease ig uh, ig11 coming back they said that he needs a new um like a new what do they call it uh something in his head i forgot exactly what it was called but they can't get it because it's like really expensive and they're hard to find and um i was like okay they're gonna like they're gonna like get this like within the season like they're teasing it they gotta find this and i thought they were gonna find it within a one episode but they didn't um so they, they tease him bringing that they tease bringing back ig11 which they do at the la in the last in the final finale of this season which I thought was a little late i don't know like i enjoyed it but i was just like what the hell like i thought they were gonna do this shit right away they didn't though, and the part that I thought we were gonna point that I thought they were gonna do it, they didn't do it on. Um, there have been some downs to this season. Um, perfect example is the episode where Bo and Dinjarin go to a planet to go basically find Bo's fleet of and the other Mandalorians, which they do at the very end. But Jack Black and Lizzo are in the episode, and it's Lizzo's acting is just terrible. I'm gonna be straight up. Like I don't have a problem with Lizzo, like a lot of people do. They, you know, they give her crap because she's overweight, and um, she says stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't follow Lizzo like that. I really don't care. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It, but seeing Lizzo in Star Wars just and Jack and I'm like Jack Black too. Fucking took me out of it. I was like. Are you fucking serious? Like, Jack Black, not as much because I enjoy Jack Black. But it was Jack Black being Jack Black. He wasn't being a character. He was being himself with a different name and some funky-looking facial hair. And Lizzo was just Lizzo in space. Like, I don't know. Like, that episode... Um, involved christopher lloyd too which i thought they could have did something different with that i enjoy christopher lloyd i love christopher lloyd back to the future is my favorite movie of all time um but it, it was just i don't know it just was in favorite trilogy of all time i like the third one i don't care if you don't um i don't know it just it just didn't really go well with me because the episode was just a kind of a waste of time and in the episode like uh, i don't know it, i'll go over it in just in a little bit because I'm gonna, I'm gonna deep dive into it just a little bit more but um after the first episode when uh which is titled the apostate where you know he goes back to navarro he kind of like sets the tone of what he's going to be doing for this season they tease him going to um going to um mandalore and uh, we get all this sort of stuff where you know we get um things with paz vizla uh Bo and uh Bo ends up like you know being a part of the um the, the, they call him a cult i guess you could say but um you know dinjarin's you know a little group of um ragtag mandalorians that don't take off their helmets um bo ends up joining them doesn't take off her helmet and we get like an episode i think it was episode two i think it was episode two it might have been episode three um but we we just um i don't know it, it like we get a lot of cool stuff in this season like uh it's Bo, like, with them going after, like, uh, uh, Paz Vizla's kid who was kidnapped by that giant, like, pterodactyl bird on the planet that they were staying on. That was a cool little adventure. Um, but it, it, a lot of it really feels like, like, side missions. 
it really feels like side missions and and that was in that was in episode four of this season the foundling um we go to uh and and also too episode um episode uh three when they're on coruscant fuck i'm like forgetting about that one because it's like that episode is like a straight out of andor it just it was such a weird shift in tone where they're on coruscant and you have former imperials trying to basically find um like find a new role in the new republic they weren't executed like they probably would have been if they were rebels brought into by the imperials but like we have like this i don't know some of you like it's like blade runner i guess you could like the way they kind of dressed um but they're on coruscant and um what's his name dr uh dr pershing the guy who was like you know kidnapped who had like grogu and was like doing dna tests on him you know he's like an expert in cloning and he's obsessed with cloning and the whole episode is just like a I don't know, it was like, a, it wasn't a waste of time, but it's just such a fucking, it was a side mission, a filler, and I got, not a filler, but it's like a side mission, where I'm like, bro, where's the Mandalorian, like, they didn't even go back and forth between the Mandalorian and this sort of stuff, Dr. Per, it's basically Dr. Pershing getting his mind wiped by Moff Gideon's leftover goons that are in the New Republic, and I, I don't know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't my kind of thing, and I'm, I don't know, it just, ah, uh, I, I don't know, it's, um, I, I don't know. I just felt myself getting irritated with it even more. Like, I, 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 the character that betrays Dr. Pershing, I forgot what the chick's name was. I mean, I'm supposed to be mad at her. I didn't like her character. I was like, I was pissed. So she did a great job. But I just, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I just didn't really like it. And then, like, episode two is when they go to Mandalore. Um, that's where Din bays in the minds of Mandalore with Cara Dune. I mean, sorry, not with Cara Dune. Bays in the minds of Mandalore. And then, you know, we go to the third episode with Coruscant, Dr. Pershing getting his mind wiped, kind of just like, you know, teasing, uh, showing Moth Gideon's coming back, teasing all this other stuff and everything. And then what the episode four was the foundling, I believe it was, and um, which they have to rescue Paz Vizsla's son. And Bo basically gets welcomed into the clan. And um, episode five, the pirate who they teased, it's like this swamp thing looking guy. Uh, that they teased in the first episode of Mandalorian, I believe it was. Yeah, the first episode when he leaves Navarro. Um, I enjoyed seeing it. I, I like I like seeing aliens in Star Wars. I love seeing all these different creatures and stuff. It's so cool because it shows it gives the people who make these costumes they get to basically you know flex and like show what they're made of with these costumes because the costumes look great. They look great, and I, I love pirates. Pirates are cool. Um, episode five, uh, the pirate, where they basically go over. Um, to Navarro again, and uh, Din basically has to help the pirate or help them uh, stop the pirates from invading Navarro, which they try to destroy parts of Navarro, and they kind of succeed a little bit. But Din and the other people working there end up helping um, them stop the pirates. They take out the pirates, and it's a pretty just straightforward episode. It's called the pirate. They take out the pirates, and it kind of just like I like I sense people saying what oh come on man like what is this like side missions I want to see stuff that pertains what's the plot of the season and like I said I was thinking that but I was also enjoying it too I don't know if that makes any sense um but then we go to the episode six which is probably my least favorite episode so I was told you I was gonna go back on the Lizzo thing this is the episode they go to this planet and uh they go basically to look for Bo's clan and it's just okay um okay so they go to the planet it's it's, it's they go to the planet uh pleasure 15 uh, pleasure 15 
which is touted as the Outer Rim's only remaining direct democracy. I'm reading this off the New York Times because I forgot exactly what the, epi- the the planet was called. Like I try, I'm, that's one of the episodes I'm trying to forget. Like I said, it's just because I'm not really, but it's in the Outer Rim, and um, they go there and we see Lizzo and Jack Black, and right away I fucking groan. I'm like, bro, is that fucking Lizzo? And I'm like, Lizzo does not belong in Star Wars. And let me go ahead and tell you why, okay? People are like, why are you gatekeeping Star Wars? Okay, here let me tell you why. When you like, when you see, you know, when you see polarizing figure, like when you see people like artists and like you see all the time, like Bad Bunny, Lizzo, Harry Styles, uh, and you see them in Star Wars, it takes you out of it. Cause I'm first, my first thing is like, are you even a fucking fan of Star Wars? Which, like, I guess you don't have to be a fan to be an actor or actress of a franchise. But that's my first thing, especially with Star Wars. Are you a fucking fan of Star Wars? Apparently Lizzo is. But, okay. Two, you're such a global star that I don't see anybody else but Lizzo. I don't see, like, unless it's a direct, a drastic change in their appearance, which this was not. This looks like something, Lizzo was dressed like how she would probably go to the Grammys. Just saying. Um... And I don't know. It's like Harry Styles when he was in The Eternals. I fucking hate that movie. I hate that movie because of the, the main actors already. I when, same thing with Kumal, Kumal, whatever his name is, Nellan Johnny, whatever the hell his name is. When I saw him in Kenobi, I said, "Fuck this guy, dude. I don't like this guy. I don't think he's funny. I don't want to see him in Star Wars." And he basically played the character he plays in every single fucking movie, where he's just some fucking goofball. And I don't give a crap that he, like, got swole for the Eternal. I don't care. I don't care. Same thing with, um, um, Harry Styles in Eternals. I don't, like, no, dude, I don't care. And I just see Harry Styles. And then same thing with fucking Jack Black. Like, I love Jack Black, but, dude, I did not, like, I would not have wanted to see Jack Black in this capacity in Star Wars. Can Jack Black work in Star Wars? Yes, he can. Not in this capacity, though. Jack Black, to me... If he was going to be a character, he needed to be an alien creature. That would have been fucking cool. Or a voice of like a droid. Like K-10. Or like, what was it? What was Lando's droid's name? A droid. A smart, like uh, an IG. Like how Taika Waititi with uh, IG-11. That was great. That's fucking cool. Jack Black could have did the exact same thing. He could have did a voice for a character. I think that would have been better. I think that would have suited him the best more than being an alien. Now, for Lizzo, Lizzo can work in Star Wars, and I'm going to tell you why, and this one might be a little controversial to some people. I brought it up at work, and some people were like, were like, were like oh my god, people would not like that, and I'm this is genuine. I think that Lizzo would be welcomed in a Star Wars. I don't think she would get a lot of shit for it. If they brought Lizzo in as one of the huts, hang on, let me finish, let me finish, in the Outer Rim, Lizza the Hut, boom, right fucking there, not Lizzo, Lizza the Hutt, as a female Hutt that we have not seen in live action Star Wars yet, that I can remember, not counting Clone Wars, live action Star Wars, we have not seen a female Hutt, Disney's all about bringing in, you know, casual fans with Lizzo, okay, you're all about women representation, okay, the first female uh, Hutt that we see in Star Wars, and guess what, she can be a fucking, she could be a fucking, a reoccurring character, Put her in some fucking prosthetics, turn her green, do this whole fucking thing where she's basically, she's Lizza the fucking hut. She has her own little fucking clan on the outer rim. You, it, it, it causes, it's another threat in the galaxy that can be, that's there whenever you need it. 
And I think she would have did fucking great. And if Lizzo's a fan of Star Wars, she probably would have fucking liked that idea. And the only people who would have complained are the fucking outraged people on, like, Twitter and shit. Oh, my God. You casted a big girl in a role. Like, this is merely to mean Lizzo. Nah, bro. This would have been kick. I would have been kick-ass. I would have been... I whatever would have chuckled at first, but I would have been like, bruh, honestly, this is kind of fucking cool. Like, I guarantee... And Lizzo probably would have liked it because it's like, okay... People always make fun of Lizzo because of her weight, right? Oh, she's fat. She's blah, blah, blah. I don't really give a fuck about any of that, okay? They always make fun of her for her weight. Okay. Embrace it like you do like you do in real life and become like a fucking character that does it. She can be this fucking mean, bitchy fucking female hut that like, you know, like Jabba does fucking eats these little creatures and is like a ruthless fucking, you know, bitchy hut in the outer rim that has her own clan. That would have been fucking cool. That's how you do Lizzo in Star Wars. Lizza the Hut. You guys can have that idea. Just send me some fucking royalties. All I'm saying. I'll come work on the show. Let's fucking do this. That would have been fucking cool. Not Jack Black and Lizza or Lizzo <laughs> and Lizzo fucking in love on some stupid planet where they have reintegrated battle droids, which was cool. But I'm just like, really? Okay, this is just another. This is just another nostalgia thing. And all of a sudden, the super battle droids can run. I didn't know they could do that. I thought they only could do that in games. I've never seen them run in, like, any of the other movies. I could be wrong. Um, it was just a pointless episode, in my opinion. And I thought the point of the episode, too, was going to be when the uh, when they show the Ugnaughts, you know, the, the I have spoken, the guys that don't speak. They're in uh, they're in Empire Strikes Back. They don't talk. The only Ugnaught we other, other one we saw was the I have spoken guy from uh, season one who died. Um... I thought that this, like, I like the Ugnaughts are some of the bi- like some of the best droid mechanics in all the galaxy of Star Wars. Um, you know, just like Babu Frick and his people, you know, they're they're known to be like really good with working on reprogramming droids. And when I was like, bro, okay, this is where they're gonna get the memory unit for IG for IG Eleven. They didn't even fucking get it. I was like, really? Like, real? I'm like, what? I thought that's what the point of this whole encounter. We didn't get it. It was literally just so they can, like, tell him, oh, well, the droids probably have a malfunction and blah, 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 blah. We don't do malfunctions. And I was just like, okay, whatever, I guess. Like, I'm not, I don't I don't know. Like, I thought that was kind of stupid. Christopher Lloyd being a separatist, mentioning Count Dooku. He was going to mention Anakin, but they cut him off before he could. Um, I, I don't know. It just was like, I don't know. I don't know. I think Christopher Lloyd could have did something different. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. As a bad guy, I'm just not used to seeing him as a bad guy. I don't know. Maybe that's just my problem. But um, I'm glad Christopher Lloyd got to be in Star Wars. But uh, everything else, like, it was just, I don't know. I just didn't really care for this episode. It was probably my least favorite one. And at the end of the episode, you know, that's where Din's like, they're like, Bo-Katan does not have the Darksaber. Actual, she does not have the Darksaber. She could not rule Mandalore. And the Darksaber has to be run in a trial of combat. And then... Din's like, well, this creature on Mandalore took the Darksaber for me and defeated me in combat, and he took the Darksaber. Bo-Katan defeated the creature that defeated me, so technically, she has the Darksaber. And I'm like, makes sense. Okay, let's do it. Give her the Darksaber. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Cool with me. Smart thinking on Din's part, because Din doesn't really care for the Darksaber. As much as I want him to use it, he doesn't give a fuck about the Darksaber. Um... You know, so I don't know. And then at the end of the episode, we have like the a Trinity shot of like showing Bo-Katan with everybody else, and she has the dark saber. And then you know we go to um, was it chapter twenty three? 
where we end up uh, having them all go to Mandalore. They take the fleet to Mandalore and they, um, they, they take the fleet to Mandalore and they go to retake Mandalore and it's the episode's called the spies. And, uh, when we get there, we, uh, like, I'm like, okay, the spies, I'm like, who's a spy? Is this teasing the armor's a spy? Is, uh, Axe Wolves a spy? Who's a spy? We end up seeing a group of survivors who are actually, um, Mandalorians that have been on the planet that have, you know, makeshifted their own armor. They're like sailing on this barge and, um, they basically try to get to below the surface of Mandalore, um, to retake the planet. And, um, this giant, like, dinosaur creature breaks through, which I thought was the Mythosaur, but I guess it wasn't. It wasn't the Mythosaur. And it breaks through, causes the whole thing. It looks like some Mandalorians died. It's really funny because one of the surviving Man Mandalorians is fucking Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. I saw him right away. I'm like, bro, fucking Skinny Pete. Like, this is, like, yo, I'm a Mandalorian. I follow the creed, yo. And that's church. Like, I, I was like, bro, fucking Skinny Pete. This was awesome to see. I'm glad he's in Star Wars, bro. That is cool. Um, this is an example of somebody from a show where, like, you know, not everybody knows the show Breaking Bad, and if you don't, you need to go watch it, but it's like, they could, like, what if they would have made him do the fucking, yo, man, I'm just some fucking stoner, bro, I do drugs, I do meth, man, like, I'm slanging crystal and everything, I know Jesse Pinkman, man, Walter White, I work for him, but they didn't, he did his own, he did his, which I think was a different voice, his own voice, and it was a completely cool way to incorporate somebody from a big franchise that didn't take me out of the show. Like, I saw, like, oh, Skinny Pete, but I wasn't like, ugh, it was awesome. Uh, they end up going to uh, Mandalore, and it's crazy because they get ambushed by these Imperial Stormtrooper Mandalorians. Like, in the episode, they show, like, the, sh what do they call them? The Shadow, whatever they are. Not the Shadow Collective, but, like, a group of all these Imperials that are like a scattered, scattered throughout the universe. They talk about Thrawn and Moff Gideon is back in this episode and he's in his own base. He talks about, I need tie bombers. I need uh, Praetorian guards to guard me because I'm afraid of my assassination. And um, it's cool that we see this whole little thing. We see General Hux's dad. We see all sorts of, sorts of cool stuff. Um, and then I guess that in the episode, they show these... Um, Stormtrooper Imperials wearing like a Mandalorian style armor with jetpacks. It's got like sort of some Beskar on it. And they ambush the Mandalorians um, in their respective clans it, when they get into the, uh, start going to the lower levels of where the city, I forgot what city it was, but where the Forge, the Great Forge is at. And it's kind of like, how the fuck did they, one, how the fuck did they know where they're at? And then, you know, they end up chasing some of these uh, Imperials and killing some of them. Axe Wolves is like, I'll go to the ship for backup. And he flies out of there. And you're like, okay, is he the spy? The armor ends up taking a, a group of other injured Mandalorians back to the ships. Um, and you're like, is she the spy? What's going on here? Because these two left the battle where they could have fought. You know, they left for their quote-unquote reasons. But it's like, what's going on here? And they tease that they're going to, one of them is probably going to betray. Who of you is betraying me? Um, we don't know, and, um, they start, they start chasing, uh, the Imperial, the Imperial Mandos that are Gideon's, like, people, and I'm like, okay, they're chasing them, and then they start running through these caves, and the caves start looking like there's Imperial walls, like, Imperial-style marking, not markings, but Imperial-style, like, 
walls. Like if you're like if you're in an, if you're in like a star destroyer, you see the walls. You're like, oh yeah, the lights. You see all this sort of stuff. They start chasing them through these hallways. They're like, okay, this isn't this isn't caves anymore. This is hallways. And I was kind of like, what the fuck are these guys doing? They're running into a trap, obviously. But I'm like, come on. This is where I'm like, they could have been a little more smart here and not just like, they would have been like, what the fuck? Where the fuck are these guys going to? They could be leading to a trap. No, it was just like to set up them getting trapped by Moff Gideon, who had like this cool Mandalorian armor. He trapped all of them. He ends up taking Din hostage with the Praetorian guards and um, Grogu. Like in the, I forgot, I think it was this episode. Grogu ends up getting. Um, they, they gave him IG-12 or IG-11, but they turned him into, like, a little bit, of like, a, a mech that Grogu gets to walk around in. Babu Frick gave it to him. No, bad baby. No, greedy. Like, that, that, was, that shit was funny. It was cute. It was funny. Um, so, Grogu's walking around with this uh, IG-12 unit, and they close these doors behind Grogu, uh, or with Grogu, the rest of the Mandalorians, Bo-Katan, Paz Vizsla, and they're all trapped. And then Mando basically gets confronted by Moff Gideon, who beats the fuck out of him. And they take him hostage, and you're like, oh, crap, no. And I was kind of like, okay. For, and and Bo, at this time, Bo has the Darksaber, okay? First off, why the hell didn't she cut through the door while Gideon's monologuing? Second off, we've seen Grogu get mad and use Force Choke, use the Force to protect Din, who's basically his father, his adoptive father at this point. He didn't do anything. And the Bo one is more pisses me off a little more because I'm like like she used up she ends up using the dark saber to cut a hole behind them so they can escape and I was like why didn't you do it the whole time while he was monologuing I don't know and it just made them look kind of stupid and just kind of like set up here's this here's this here's that and I didn't really like it and then Paz Vizla ends up going out like a fucking warrior and taking out a bunch of these uh taking out all of the um all of the imperials uh, the Imperial, like, Mandos, and kills them all in a last stand, and then he ends up dying by the Praetorian Guards when he had a chance to escape. Now, my thing is, like, look, he says, basically, like, I'm gonna, uh, he's gonna go out like a warrior, he's not gonna die, he's not gonna die like a bitch, but I'm like, dude, you have a son, like, I don't know, that seems like a pretty good reason to survive and escape, but he just didn't, it, it was like a way, and John Favreau voiced the character, it was his way of, I guess, leaving, because he voices the Vizlas, um, but I, uh, I don't know, man. I as like, is it symbolic? Is is John Favreau done with Star Wars after this? Is that why they did that? I I don't know. Um, and then he dies at the end of the episode. And I'm like, okay. And then we get to the last episode uh, titled "The Return." Uh, Mandalorian and the rest of their allies basically um, try to. They basically end up like it was just a really quick episode. Like the last episodes are really quick when we. We get Grogu and Mando who get reunited, and uh, Grogu helps Mando. He saves Mando. He rescues him, and it was really quick. I'm like, really? I thought they weren't gonna do, like the mind wiping thing. They didn't do. They, I thought they were gonna do that to Din, but he got like they only had two two uh, clone uh, two stormtroopers, two um Mando stormtroopers escorting him. I'm like, bro, you should have had like a squad of six, two of them. You know how powerful this guy is, and how yeah, you know how resourceful he is in battle, come on, bro, and Grogu saves him, I'm like, okay, why didn't she do that with Gideon, but all right, whatever, and, um, they, and, like, we, they, we show, end up seeing Axe Wolves, he's actually going to his ship, like, it's crazy, like, Axe Wolves is, like, flying above the atmosphere, I didn't know that 
these jetpacks had as much juice, especially since they ran out of juice earlier in the season. Like, they can't fly for so long. I don't know what happened here. They just kind of forgot about that. Uh, the armorer ends up not being, like, nobody ends up being a spy. Nobody ends up betraying anybody. It's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight Moff Gideon. Bam, bam. And we end up seeing what Moff Gideon's been up to for the last, like, two seasons. He's basically been trying to clone himself, use Grogu's blood to give his clones uh, force abilities. And, um... Like Mando, uh, uh, Din Djarin just fucking kills the clones before they can even have their first breath and destroys the pods when he sees it. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I think that would have been kind of cool to see, but they destroyed all of it. And then it's weird because Moff Gideon has the cl- has these clones of him right before you enter his throne room. Like you have to walk through it. It's not that secretive. And I'm just like, okay, that doesn't really make any sense. They killed all of them, uh, whatever. And, um... Like I, I like I don't know like it was just a very like we end up getting the confrontation with um uh Mando and the uh, Praetorian guards uh they end up fighting Mando and Grogu um Mando fights with uh Bo-Katan he fights with um Dinjarin the dark saber gets destroyed which I was like are you fucking I was I was pissed I was pretty pissed they destroyed the dark saber cuz I'm just like okay did they save the crystal I don't think so, and, um, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm just like, dude, the Darksaber's gone, like, that kind of just pissed me off, or really, like, a, a more than pretty much anything, um, Axe Wolves ends up taking the ship, and you think, okay, is he gonna betray them? No, he took Gideon's ship after it was getting shot at by the TIE Bombers, and he ends up crashing it onto the planet, and tells all the other Mandalorians to escape and get out of there, and he's, like, still a good guy. I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't have a problem, but it was just, like, they tease a lot of stuff, especially the episode's called The Spies, and nobody betrays anybody, and and the the ship is what ends up killing Moff Gideon, like, it burns him alive, Gus Fring style, and I'm kind of just like, okay, is that really the end of Moff Gideon? Is he dead? Is he really dead? I'm like, if he's dead, okay, but I'm just like, there's no, like, they, they tease the clone, There's there's gotta be a clone of him. He, and he shaved his mustache, too. I don't know. Like, it, is that just a, you know, a thing for toys? Do they want to do something different? Or is he actually dead now? Like, I like I would assume that there's a clone of him somewhere. But maybe they don't want to do that because of the whole, the whole somehow Palpatine returned, somehow Gideon returned, even though it's more explainable here. I don't know. Um, I just thought, like, it was cool seeing Grogu pull a Kanan where he basically, all the flames go around them, and he creates like a force shield around them, it was cool seeing that, um, at the end of the episode, uh, Grogu becomes Din Grogu, they, they want him to honor the creed, so he can be bath, uh, like basically bathed in the, um, minds of Mandalore, and, um, the armor says he's too young to speak the creed, and, uh, you know, only his parents can allow him to basically, you know, walk the way, and he says, well, uh, what if I adopt him as my own, and she goes, this is the way, and he adopts him as he's finally, un- as his father, and uh, as his apprentice, he's going to be his apprentice, and it was a very sweet moment, I teared up a little bit, like, oh, this is, this is cool, man, this is awesome, little culmination here, and um, Grogu basically becomes the son, like, the official son of, adoptive son of Din, Din Grogu is his new name, and um, they go back to Navarro, uh, Grief Cargo promised him land and a home, and he gives him a cabin that he can stay in and raise Grogu, and the episode ends with Din just sitting on his porch, enjoying life, and Grogu is lifting a frog, 
And it kind of has like this little like thing where it, the screen closes in a little circle on Grogu and then it closes again. And I'm like, is this the end of the Mandalorian? Like, is it, is it just over now? And I think they left it like that, open-ended, to basically be like, if we don't make any more Mandalorian, this is where it ends. Um, like, we're going to see the character again. But I'm like, is this John Fav- is John Favreau done now? I, what's going on? I don't know. Um, the ending was, like, very, like, not formulaic, but just like, oh, okay, I, okay. Battle, they win. Everyone, happy ending. Nobody important really dies besides Moff Gideon. And, like, the heroes win. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm waiting for Ahsoka. When we're going to actually see Thrawn. I thought we were going to see Thrawn. We didn't see him. No teases or anything like that. It was a happy ending. I mean, the season felt very directionless, if I can say. Very directionless. Like, I didn't know what they were doing. Like, okay, I guess they're going to take back Mandalore. But there was so much side stuff that just didn't need to happen, in my opinion. And my thing is, like, look, if you're going to add side... If you're going to have side missions, bro... Give us more than fucking eight episodes. You can do it. You gave us 12 episodes of Andor. This season probably would have been a lot better with, what, uh, 9, 10, 11, four more episodes. Just saying. So, um, I enjoyed the season. It's probably my least favorite season of The Mandalorian. Just because, like, oh God, why is three always going to be the worst? Like, it's it's like my least favorite season just because of the there's not really a direction there's not really one like you could say oh yeah they're gonna take back Mandalore but it's like yeah but they they did a lot of stuff that was unnecessary I don't know they could have did it better here um I I don't know and then some of the choices they made like some things that just made the characters look kind of dumb and just like oh okay that was it I they, I thought they were gonna sw- mind swipe or at least tease um sw- uh, swiping um Din's uh, mind. Um, I, I thought they were going to like do something where like, he's going to try to swipe his mind and then maybe like, you know, Pedro Pascal gets to not wear the helmet as much, but I guess they're going to just have him keep wearing the helmet. I don't know. Like, I just like, okay, whatever, I guess I thought that they were going to like have the armorer betray him and everybody else. And once the armorer betrays him, the whole clan basically is just like this whole fucking religion. I've been following this whole time. And this bitch betrays us because she's working with Gideon. Like, what the hell? And then eventually they start to take off their helmets and they just become regular Mandalorians. And Din just like this, he feels betrayed by walking the way this whole time. And it's kind of just been a sham. And then it gives Pedro Pascal an excuse to, uh, to walk around with no helmet a lot more. So, but I, they didn't do that. And, you know, maybe that's my fault for setting myself up to think that. But I just thought, I don't know. It seemed like they were going to do that with the name The Spies for episode seven of the season. I don't know. I don't know at all, man. So, um,. I don't really have much else to say. What would I rate this season? A solid six and a half out of ten. I don't hate it. I just don't like how there's no direction, really. And it felt very just like, oh, okay. That was it. All right. I'm not mad, but I'm also, like, kind of wanting more. So... That's all I really got to say about that. I, I hope that this is not Jan, John Favreau's not done with this. I hope that they, if he's, he's still back, I hope that they they fix it. I hope they f- figure out what they did in seasons one and two, which made them special. And um, there's plenty of time to fix it. And I think also too, like this had some of the lowest ratings, like so is like lowest viewership of The Mandalorian. And I think it's because it took them what we it took us almost we almost waited three years to get this shit. 
Like the the, the the last episode was in 2000. The last episode, the Mandalorian season two was in 2020 at the finale, which, you know, was a great ending. And then we had to wait almost three years. We waited like two years, but we had to wait almost three years. So I like it was like two and a half, two and a half years. We had to wait. So I don't know, man. Um, I think, I don't think like, that's my problem too. Like, yo, quit taking so fucking long to put this shit out every year. You should be giving us Mandalorian. This should be filming season four right now. And we should be getting Mandalorian season four in 2024. So that's all I really, that's all I really got to say about that. I don't think it, we should be waiting no two and a half years for a fucking season, especially of eight episodes. This should be like their prior. This should be one of their priorities. Um, but I don't know. I don't really have much to say. I'm I'm looking forward for Ahsoka. I love Ahsoka, and I Rosario Dawson's so fucking fine. I think she's great as Ahsoka. We get to see Thrawn. I'm excited for that. So that's that one. That's that's another make. That's a probably a make or break right there. So um, that's all I really got to say, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you. Got, I'm sorry that I took so long to review Mandalorian, um, season three. I, I was like, you know what? I was watching this episode, and I'm like, you know what? I think what I'm gonna do is I'm probably just going to review uh, two episodes at a time. But then I I, I, got into, I got into an accident in the beginning of March. Uh, I'm still dealing with the After Effects. I don't think I've talked about that on here. I got into a car accident. Some guy hit me from behind, just like totaled my car. I don't have a vehicle right now. I've been dealing with the stuff with insurance. I've been dealing with some depression stuff, some mental health stuff and everything. And it's been weighing on me a lot. I've kind of not really been doing the podcast as much because of it. it. I just haven't made the time to do it. And, um, I was like, I kind of want to give him, you know, two episodes here, two episodes there, a two episode review of the Mandalorian season three and the other shows too, same thing with Bad Batch and Snowfall. But I was just like, you know what? I'm missing all these episodes and I don't want to make it uneven. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to wait till the season's over and then I'm going to review it right after. And I think that this is probably what I'm going to start doing going forward with, um, other TV shows. So with same thing with Snowfall, um, I'm going to do that exact same thing. And then Bad Batch, which Bad Batch, I really loved Bad Batch. That was fucking great. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys enjoyed this review. Hope you guys check out The Mandalorian Season 3 and the other seasons for yourself before you listen to me or even after you listen to me. Get your own opinion. Gauge your own opinion. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of this episode. Share the No Limit Lab. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell everybody in all the galaxy, even Star Wars Galaxy, in that long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Tell all of them. This has been the No Limit Lab, guys. I'm your host, Eloy. And have a great night.